self-care is paramount. It doesn't have to be done all at one time. You could just find a couple minutes here, a couple minutes there. Thinking about progress over perfection and small steps add up to big change. Welcome to Live Well and Thrive, a podcast recognizing the hard work, dedication, and diversity of our team at Kaiser Permanente Northern California. I'm your host, Carrie Owen Pleats. Every time I go for a walk, I get my mind moving too. I bet it's the same for our listener, Harshana, who wrote, the mind is the forerunner for every aspect of life. Mindfulness could lay the foundation for thriving tomorrow in this ever-changing world. So true, Harshana. Our world is ever-changing as we've experienced the past two and a half years of this pandemic. Thank you so much for your email, Harshana. And whether you're listening on your commute or during a down moment, keep those comments coming. Now let's go from our minds to our bodies. Have you noticed how good you feel when you're active? Well, that's no coincidence. There is science linking your physical activity with good mental health. But how do you sustain exercising given your busy life? How can we integrate staying active with parenting responsibilities, school responsibilities, and a career? Many of you have shared with me that getting out for a run, a walk, or a hike has been the key for you making it through the darkest days of this pandemic. And for me, it was no different. I know this episode will be informative as well as a lot of fun. We'll hear from a personal trainer with simple ways of adding movement to your daily life. Let's start with Sylvia Baden, who's been a researcher at KP's Division of Research for five years. Welcome to Live Well and Thrive, Sylvia. Thanks, Carrie. Happy to be here. It's great to have you. Sylvia, you and your colleagues' research has involved the impact of physical activity for people who are struggling with depression. Can you describe what you have learned and how we can all apply your study's findings to our own lives? Much of our work is focused on pregnancy and postpartum, but what we've learned can be applied to everybody. In a recent study that we conducted about coping with the stress that is related to living through the COVID-19 pandemic, what we found is that being physically active was a really common strategy for coping with stress among pregnant people and that it was an effective strategy too. We found that physical activity was associated with 36% lower prevalence of moderate to severe depression symptoms. 36%. Yeah, more than a third. It's really a strong impact and been very similarly for lowering the prevalence of moderate to severe anxiety symptoms, 16 to 36%. So these are really, really strong relationships and they reinforce that physical activity is a good coping mechanism for dealing with stress and for reducing depression and anxiety symptoms for everyone. Would you mind sharing a specific story of someone whose depression maybe was reduced through exercise? As part of our research, we have also conducted qualitative work with pregnant and postpartum KPNC members who have depression. And one particular participant stood out from one of our focus groups. She shared with us that she had successfully used exercise to help her manage her postpartum depression and that she had kind of come about realizing that it was helpful to her just kind of by observing her day-to-day -day mood when she was active and when she wasn't. 
So she noticed that if she hadn't exercised in three or four days, she really was feeling more down, more sad, more depressed. She started doing small workouts more frequently. This was a strategy that she used to help manage her depression symptoms and improve her mood. And then once she saw that it was helping her, she made it a habit, she made it a priority. What I'm hearing you say is scientifically, something happens in our minds when we're active. So can you speak to that? When we're active, we have increased levels of chemicals in our bodies that help us feel good. Things like endorphins, endocannabinoids, serotonin, which get thrown around when we talk about mental health. So I think these are somewhat familiar concepts. And our body has enhanced signaling pathways that have these antidepressant effects when we're physically active. But there's more to it that physical activity can help us attenuate our body's stress responses, as well as help improve our mood by being a distraction from negative or worrying thoughts. And so all of these mechanisms work together to improve mental health when we're active. So the research lists some barriers to get moving. And for caretakers, like our frontline nurses, they, we often put ourselves last on the list of people to take care of. What advice would you give to our team, especially our nurses, to begin an active lifestyle, understanding that our nurses are on their feet all of the time? So what are your recommendations? One of the strongest predictors of maintaining physical activity is finding something that you enjoy doing and something that you look forward to doing. There are so many different ways of being physically active. There's so many different options to get physical activity programming and different places to be physically active that everyone can find something that they enjoy. So my advice is to experiment with different types of things and find what it is that you enjoy. And don't put too much pressure on yourself. Just start small, even a few minutes at a time. And if you enjoy doing it, you're going to want to keep doing it. That's really great advice. I think sometimes in our head, we're saying, I've got to go to the gym for 30 minutes. And it just almost feels like this mental apprehension of getting out there and exercising. But what you're saying is just be active. It could be just as simple as going for a walk, or maybe it's yoga or whatever it might be, but don't put too much pressure on yourself. Give yourself a little bit of grace. Exactly. One example of loving what you do in building resiliency comes from Erin Knight. She is our KP Continuum Administrator in San Francisco. And Erin shared this with me when I was out rounding. Erin is a runner. She tore a ligament just before the pandemic started. As she was recovering, Erin would regain her strength by walking with her dogs as her husband ran <laughs> funny routes around her and around the neighborhood. And her routine paid off because when the world reopened and racing returned, Aaron ran a marathon in three hours and 28 minutes. So huge achievement, Aaron! Congratulations. And she also highlighted it was one of the ways that she just stayed sane during the pandemic. Not everyone is a marathoner like Aaron. So how can the rest of us get past the barriers to exercise? Joining us now is Laura Frazier, a member of KP's Live Well, Be Well team, who is also a personal trainer. Hi, Laura. Grateful to be here. Laura, I think it'd be fun 
for you to take us through a typical day and help us get our bodies moving in ways we never thought before. Are you ready? Ready. Let's start at the moment we wake up and we're lying in bed. What do we do? I think a great place to start before you even get out of bed is to think about two things that you're grateful for that will kind of kick off your day in a positive way. Having a posture of gratitude affects your physical as well as your mental well-being. So next we roll out of bed, what do we do? I would sit at the edge of your bed, just find your posture, think about elevating up out of your hips. Then I would invite you to do some neck circles to just reduce some tension in an area that we tend to carry a lot of stress. So if we're setting our neck up for the day, releasing some of that stress to begin. So I would start big inhalation, exhale, drop your left ear to left shoulder, and then cast your head back slightly and roll to the right side exactly, just like you're doing, Carrie, and then roll forward. You guys can't see this but we're all doing this. Sylvia and I are rolling our head. Feels good. <laughs> Continue to circle your neck in the same direction for five total repetitions and using your breath to help move you through any points that feel sticky or tense. If something is hurting, then you want to stop. You don't ever want to move towards pain, but just move towards that tension. And again, utilizing your breath. When you finish that side, then go to the next side. So dropping right ear to right shoulder, let your head roll back slightly, left ear, left shoulder, and then roll head forward and go five repetitions again on this side. And as you're finishing that up, I'll just point out that whenever you're doing anything one side to another, to note if there's a difference from one side to another. And if one side feels more tense, you can always write a couple extra repetitions into that side. So next we're dressed and we're ready to head out the door for a commute. And that can't be good for our bodies. Is there something we could do to help our bodies, whether we're driving or sitting in a passenger seat? Absolutely. So the first thing I would do is as you get into the car safely, scooting your seat all the way back to the back of the chair to make sure that your spine is being supported. A lot of times people hang on the edge. That's not setting you up in a positive postural way. So starting out by moving your hips all the way back, sitting nice and tall, and then doing some what I call shoulder shrugs, bringing your shoulders briefly up towards your ears, squeezing them back, really focusing on that openness across the front of your chest, and then bringing them down away from the ears. And doing about eight of these shoulder shrugs it's gonna help you reinforce your natural postural stance. The other thing you could do, we tend to get a forward head posture when we're driving. So just tucking your chin slightly in, you could even, depending on your headrest, bring it into that headrest to just ensure that the head is staying on top of your spine where it belongs. So now we've arrived at work where our frontline workers begin their day in a team huddle. What should we do at team huddle? There's a couple different options that I have here for you, Carrie. One would be a trunk twist. A trunk twist is a spinal mobility exercise that warms up the trunk. So this could be helpful for people that are seated in their job or standing. So if you're standing, a wide base of support for stability, bring your arms to your side and then inhale. As you exhale, turn towards one direction to start. As you sweep back through the middle, find tension in your abdominals and as you exhale, sweep to the other side and go five to eight times on each side and thinking about grounding down with your opposite side hips 
and seat muscles. So that kind of helps activate through those areas. Uh, then the other idea I have here for you is um, marching in place, bringing your fingertips out in front of you, lifting your knees up towards your hands and just going back and forth. So that warms up through the lower back and also works on our stability. And then lastly, I would say if people have enough time for a walking huddle to get some steps in together, like a walking meeting. Great ideas, three different ways to just kind of throw some extra stuff in. So what tip would you give someone working from home, working in a chair in front of the computer all day? What's some idea? I would suggest setting an alarm to ensure that you're not seated for more than an hour to kind of prompt you to get up staying hydrated, drinking plenty of water is going to prompt you to use the restroom. And then if you're in a two-story or multi-story building, take the stairs to another level to use the restroom or if not just use whatever's the furthest away to give your eyes and your spine a break from being seated and your eyes break from the computer. This month is Walktober for our Kaiser Permanente team, making it easier for you to get in your daily steps. Live Well and Thrive listener and Walktober participant Sheena writes, Walktober allows me and my teammates to connect and be part of something together. It's motivating and fun when you're competing with work friends, working toward the goal of staying fit and winning some fun prizes. Thank you, Sheena, for joining the Walktober fun. Remember, you can get your steps in this month and throughout the year by using the Thrive walking paths in the episode show notes. So motivation is a big thing when it comes to exercise. Laura, what do you tell listeners who just don't like exercising? What you do now is paving the way for your future self. So do you want to be mobile and active? And I think the answer for most people would be yes. So that is going to require a little bit of work, foundational work now piggyback on what uh, Sylvia mentioned is experimenting with things that you might enjoy, you know, finding something you enjoy. And it doesn't have to be like what you think of as traditional exercise. Also thinking about once you find that recruiting uh, support and finding an accountability partner, someone that helps you stay accountable. Accountability partner. I love that idea. And then lastly, I would just have uh, people think about what's called non-exercise activity thermogenesis or NEAT. It's all the activity that you do outside of intentional exercise. So that could be walking, typing, standing, yard work, anything that's outside of your intentional exercise. And those little steps really add up. So let's get back to our simple tips. Our workday is now winding down and we face another commute. Would you suggest that same advice as you're getting back in the car or something different? I would think about something different. Of course, you could still do some of the shoulder shrugs depending on how you're feeling. In fact, I think about threading them throughout my day. But what I would suggest is again, bringing your hips back to the bottom of the chair. And then this time, instead of focusing on the upper body, focusing on the lower, squeezing your seat as tight as you can and then releasing it. When we're just seated without any kind of engagement, we're completely turning off our glutes, which are considered our primary mover. So it keeps it active and dynamic and it gives you something to think about while you're on your commute home. All right, so we have one stop at the market and now the dinner prep awaits. So what do we do during dinner prep? I would suggest a deep breathing exercise at this point. 
breaking up that part of your day from work to transition to taking care of your family and spending time with your family. One breathing exercise I think is great is a four count where you inhale for four, you hold for four, you exhale for four, hold for four, and then repeating that four times. It's something that kind of helps tell your brain it's time to relax, just giving you that kind of break between work and your family life. So after dinner, perhaps we start a new ritual to get our bodies moving. So what happens now? I would grab your favorite family member, person, fur baby, and opt outside again, going maybe out for five minutes and this aid in digestion. And if it's kind of around sunset, it'll help set your circadian rhythm, which is like your sleep-wake cycle. So we end the long day where it began. We're back in the bedroom. What do you recommend before we go to bed? I would just simply scan your body from head to toe or toe to head and kind of feel if you feel any points that feel tense in your body. What you could do is flex your foot out in front of you. Think about a flat back, chin off your chest, and inhale as you exhale with a flat back, reach your chin towards that flexed foot and then hold into that tension for three to five breaths and then switch sides. So it could be done for any part that you're feeling tense, just kind of holding into any muscles that might feel that tension. Thank you so much, Laura. Okay, it sounds like a tiring day, but Sylvia, could all this activity give us actually more energy, help us sleep better and improve our mental health? Yes. So initially it might seem like you might be more tired when you're starting to be more active and do more physical activity, but that will help you fall asleep faster and then sleep better during the night. And even in the long term, it can help reduce fatigue and increase energy. So that good sleep, that falling asleep faster will continue as someone makes physical activity a habit. And as we've discussed, it's a great tool for helping manage that day-to-day stress which the sleep also helps with, and then decreased depression and anxiety symptoms. Great tips to keep us going throughout the day, and it's all scientifically proven. Love it. So I also end each podcast asking the same question of all of our guests. What one piece of advice would you give for our team to heal and to rebound from the past two plus years of the pandemic? And Sylvia, let's start with you. It's been a stressful time. I think it continues to be a stressful time. So I encourage you to use physical activity as self-care. Find that physical activity, that thing that you enjoy and you want to keep doing and try to do it regularly, whether it's a few minutes at a time or you can do more. Every little bit adds up. So if you can do two minutes, that's all you have to do. Kind of approaching it in that small steps type mentality, investing in yourself in that way is so worthwhile. Sylvia, thank you so much. Laura, what would you say? What I have to say is very similar to what Sylvia said. Self-care is paramount. And in just thinking about where you are and starting gently increasing, doesn't have to be done all at one time. You could just find a couple minutes here, a couple minutes there. Thinking about progress over perfection and small steps add up to big change. I'd like to thank both of you for helping us understand the science behind physical activity and for sharing simple ways to just get us moving. 
Sylvia Baden, researcher at KP's Division of Research, and Laura Fraser, a member of KP's Live Well and Be Well team, who is also a personal trainer. Thank you both so much. My pleasure. Thank you. This podcast is one of many resources to support your well-being, including ClassPass, a platform that contains free fitness videos available to our employee members. You can find the link in the show notes to this episode. You can also find additional resources from physical health tools to mental health support to how to thrive at work on HR Connect under Benefits Wellbeing. I started this episode reading a comment from a listener, and I'd like to invite you to share what's on your mind. Ask a question or suggest a topic or guest. Send it in an email or buy a short audio clip to live well and thrive at kp.org. And whether you're listening on your commute or during a down moment, keep those comments coming. And of course, I'd like to thank you, our listener, for tuning in to Live Well and Thrive, a podcast recognizing the hard work, dedication, and diversity of our team at Kaiser Permanente. I'm Carrie Owen Pleats, and we will see you next time. <music>